Boys and girls, welcome back. We're taking a break from the politics, thankfully, and we've, uh, we've got a big MMA podcast coming up. Today we've got Luke McKenzie, uh, a light heavyweight fighting out of Australian top team. Good to have you. Thanks, mate. Good to be. Making a podcast debut. And uh, Charles Joyner, familiar face. The veteran. Uh, out of uh, <laughs> Evolution Gym, Rouse Hill. That's where, uh, that's where you can find him as a manager. Yeah, coach. And a coach, yeah. Um, but Luke... Luke, you got a 5-1 and one record, and 28th of June was your last win against Rick Judd for the Urban Fight Night Light Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, you're about to make your professional debut in the next few months. Why don't you talk about your, your kind of experience at, uh, in the amateurs and, and what you're hoping to take into, into the professionals? Because I can imagine it's, it's a bit of a transition. Yeah, it is a little bit. Like You sort of just have to be a bit smarter about how you train, especially with working and stuff as well. Yeah, what do you work as? Uh, air conditioning. I'm an apprentice air conditioning. What do you, do you install air conditioning? Yeah, air cons, so, so service, install, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and how does your training fit in around? Oh, hard. <laughs> it's big days, like wake up, train in the morning, go to work, train in the afternoon as well, like it's yeah, non-stop, it's a non-stop. Slog. Yeah. It's a slug. Yeah. And um, how's your, your camp <coughs> for, your, for your fight in a couple of months starts tomorrow? Yeah. So you stay working and while you do Stay camp? working, yeah. Nothing stops. Yeah. Keep going. Early morning, ethos tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, well, I first met um, Luke when, when we did Day in the Life uh, yeah. of Charles. I'll put that link in the description, but you're both training at Ethos Performance Gym, which is actually right, right near where we're filming now. Um, you were throwing the medicine balls up against the wall. <laughs> had some big power. Um, how, do you, how do you feel? Now? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Going up to light heavy is probably the best thing that I've done. They don't starve, strong, fit. Mm. You know, it's game changer. Mm. So light heavy's at 93 and you used to go down to 77 for yeah. welterweight, eight, right? Um, we difference. might be able to throw up the, um, the ice addict photo of, <laughs> of Luke. At, yeah, don't at, judge. At 77 <laughs> kilos, but shredded. Um, get aesthetic or die trying, our, <laughs> our friends is, used to say. Um, but that's big. That's big, and you're, you, you you can't really tell us on, on camera a lot about what's um, what what's what's your your future as as a pro. But you get to throw elbows, which you said you're excited about. Yeah. Why, why is that? Oh, you know, why don't you want to throw elbows? You know, it's <laughs> it's fun, brutal. So plays into your game well. Yeah, well. yeah, it plays really well into my game. You know, like I'm sort of a ground sort of guy. Love pressure fighting, so. Mm. Those short little elbows are going to really fit into my style of fighting. Yeah, well, we'll be able to throw up the um, the clip of your last finish, the finish from your last fight, and it starts um, as a bit of a maul against the wall, and then down on the ground, and then and then some um, some some shots in the scramble to um, to take him out. But you do have a what? What would you say your style is as a as a MMA fighter? More more grappling. Uh, I do like to strike, like what kind, what guy doesn't like to bang, you know. But for me, I just I love that pressure fighting. I love sort of taking the life out of people, you know. Like for me to watch someone sort of lose the fight while I'm right up against them, it, it's like it's an awesome feeling. Yeah, you had the crowd go nuts for you. Yeah, you win. Awesome. Sounds like you're you're a sadistic uh, serial killer, <laughs> the way yeah. you describe that. But no, I can imagine it's um it's a lot of fun. When did you uh, when did you start fighting? Start. So I've been training for about oh, just under three years now. Always had like an interest in fighting. Like you always watch boxing and stuff like that. But 
one of my good mates, Corbin, he actually is an MMA fighter as well. And he moved from Grafton, where I'm from, up to Brisbane, where I was living at the time, to better his game. And he used to come home and show me all these new moves of like at training. And, he, and I'm like, man, I've got to give it a go. Is that so, at footy training? No, no, he's MMA training. So yeah. uh, I was like, I've just got to give this a go and went to training and man, just fell in love with it, eh? Yeah. Just, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, because you used to play rugby and now you're doing MMA. Yeah. Um, did that, did, did you feel like rugby helped you at all? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, I, I feel like the physical aspect of football like really helped and, you know, like the aggression you need to play with and stuff like that. So it transitioned well. Um, but there was like a few little things like tackling, putting your head on the outside that I had to like fix up because I kept getting choked out with guillotines and stuff. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, like little things like that, you just got to adjust. But, you yeah, because you, you're a pretty big, strong guy and it would have been interesting. Did you ever go into um, any of the, like a, in a jiu-jitsu gym and just find like a lot of the smaller, weaker guys would just be able to have their way with you when you started? Uh, when I first started, yeah, everyone like was tapping me out because I had no idea what to do. Yeah. So I was just trying to like manhandle guys and throw them around, but technique beats strength any day. So all these little guys were armbarring me, triangle me, and I was like, oh, come on. I just want to like, you know, get good at it. But, you know, you just got to pr- trust the process and yeah. eventually I started, you know, getting better and better. So Yeah. And how's yeah. it going now? Uh, awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Uh, now, I want to bring in... Uh, our big, uh, the resident skyscraper, um, <laughs> Charles Joyner. It's uh, it's good to have you on again. You had, uh, your last fight was 24th of August, defended Australian super light heavyweight K1 belt against Isaac Papali. Second round TKO finish, we'll try and throw in the footage here. Yeah. How did you feel about the uh, the fight and the finish? No, no, I felt, yeah, I felt really good for this one. I felt, um, it felt, it was a bit of time in between from the last one, I felt like I, too long. Yeah, a bit too long. But I bro- like I broke my toe in between, so I had that six weeks to recover there. And then it was yeah, just trying to find like a good opponent. So I think from the last one, the um, like the promoter really wanted us to come back again because the crowd was just and the support was really good. So they were keen to get us in, and we said like we like the the rule for the Australian title is that they wanted us to fight someone from interstate. So we just said yeah, just find us someone from Queensland. They came back with. This name, Isaac Papali, had the same amount of fights as me, record six and two. We were told by the promoter. I tried to look him up on social media, there wasn't much like to see, so I just thought, yeah, we'll just take the fight. But yeah, it was like it was a really good camp. Like I was getting a really good sparring. Um, I just feel like I'm really like perfecting what works for me, like with my training, like getting my naps and my rest in between, like my diet, all that sort of stuff. And yeah, just the fight, like it was it was, I felt, I felt super relaxed, hey? like it was just, like out of the back, it just felt, I don't know, it felt, like I felt like I was in the right place. And then when I walked out, I walked out to um, Horses by Daryl Braithwaite. Classic. That was a late call off as well, because I had a different song, but the USB didn't work. Oh really? Yeah, and then I said, and they said, oh, we'll see if we've got it on the system, and they didn't have it on the system. So being like Tookley, I thought, what's the song they'll definitely have, and that everyone will love? Yeah. And I thought, you, like, you can't go wrong with horses. Yeah. And I, I sort of forgotten that I chose it. And then they started playing it. And as I'm walking out, like, the whole place is just singing it. And I was like, yeah, this is... Yeah, sick. This is good, yeah. But yeah, it was... Um, <clears throat> no, it was good. Like, the, I could see, like, when we, when we faced off, I could see he was pretty nervous. Like, I, like I normally stay pretty composed, like, pretty, like, poker face. <laughs> and he was, he was, like, 
Like do you, you try and feel him out a little bit in the in the stare down? Yeah, because that's why I always say the stare down is like where you can, like I reckon you can win it there because if you're if you're looking them in the eye and they look away, you know that, or they or they just do something weird. Like with this one, he didn't look away, but like his mouth was just the whole time just sort of, like I could just tell that you can feel it. Yeah, you feel the energy. Yeah, and I remember think like I remember I went back to my corner and one of the guys in my corner was like, like this guy's gonna come out and brawl. Like, like you could just see by the way he was standing, like he's just gonna come out. So he just came out, just swinging, which took me by surprise a bit at first. But then I like composed myself, landed like a solid left knee, and straight away I could see he backed up, and I, I could see like a change in his face. I was like, oh, no, nah, like, yeah, I've well, got you now. This guy was um, he was pretty tough, at least in the in the yeah. clips of um, well, the clip of the actual finish goes mm. for like probably at least a minute a because minute. He, <laughs> yeah. he he gets up and he and he keeps yeah. going, and then um. Yeah. He gets you. You land a nice, need to finish right on the belt, and the and the ref yeah. calls it. Um, how did you? I, I guess you kind of trained for everything, but is that how you saw the fight going down? Like with me, I always like my like it's no secret my game plan is going to be stay at range. You know what I mean? Like, like why? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to use my kicks. Like I'm going <clears> to <throat> use my range. Like try and use my movement. So that's my game plan. So everyone's going to try and get in on me so i've over time and that's that's the same with sparring like like me and luke have probably got i don't know how many rounds we've got in over the years a lot. but it's it's like that game it's like me trying to stay at range and luke trying to get in and we go back and forth so i always have like good sparring partners that are tough <clears throat> and a good level trying to get in on me so like and it's not easy let me tell you <laughs> it sucks sometimes yeah but it sucks trying to keep what's it like what's well. it like for you when charles is trying to keep you at range just popping you with little kicks in. It gets frustrating. Yeah. Because you, you sit there and you're trying to like work something you have to get in on him mm. and he sits there and he like pops it and you're just like, oh. Mm. So sometimes I go into brawl mode with him just because mm. you have to sometimes. You just bite mm. down and just, you know, go in for the kill. And that's perfect for me because it's, it's what I, like it's, it's what everyone's got to try and do to me. So it's exactly what I need. So I've got all these guys that are good like going into that mode. So I'm just constantly dealing with that. So I knew I could be comfortable there. And then I just knew it was just the, like first round I had to like compose it, get my range, land a few good shots. And then I think I dropped him right at the end of the first round with a knee to the head. And then second round, it was just, yeah, it was just started off just at range, just picking him off. And then when like I saw my opportunity, I just did. Like, I, like that, that minute clip I got at the end, that's probably like my favorite highlight. Like it's just, yeah, just felt like I was clinical. Well, I mean, at um at Ethos, um Tyson Tyson Pedro trains there, right? And yeah. um, I mean, I guess if you're if you're doing any type of fighting these days, you have to take mm. pics after uh, after your gym sessions, mm. and you'd put up a few with um with Tyson and, and Bam Bam. Yeah, how's the um? Have you done any sparring with those guys? Yeah, yeah. So I've been sparring with them. So that was good. Like the last few weeks leading in, so I was sparring with Tyson for a bit. And that's good because I was just getting. He's yeah, a big boy. Yeah, he's big and he's he's heavy, but he's also athletic and like skillful. So that was really good. Like really like good competitive rounds, and but I was obviously like 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 taking a beating as well, and which is like what you need because you need to be yeah constantly you know challenging yourself. And then so yeah, same with Ty. Ty like Ty doesn't like Ty's like a fair bit heavier, so like he doesn't. He doesn't fully like load up, but he's like, no, yeah, another good sparring partner like puts that pressure on me and tries to like, because once again, like just just the length, like you, you can't you can't stay on the outside because that's that's my game. So 
everyone just trying to get in. But no, it's been good rounds. Just yeah. sparring with guys like that level as well. Australian top team has a few UFC guys. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, do you do you do you train with some some good guys and and how does that help your game, Jacking? A lot. Just the confidence that like the guys bring, like Suman, Ash, Alex, Nadia. You know, like all high-level fighters, and the confidence you get from them is awesome. We've got a lot of good fighters at Australian Top Team. Like everyone's fucking good there. Mm. Oops, sorry. No, this is a <laughs> first this podcast. Is a wasn't, podcast. Sh- wasn't sure. Beat yeah, <laughs> beat that one out. My, my grandma won't be too pleased. Yeah, but, um, sorry, the grandma. Rest of the audience will be. Um, but yeah, so it's a dream. Um, so obviously for those who are new listening, Charles is, is kickboxing and loose MMA. Yep. So it's a dream for you. Um, where, where do you want to take it like ideally? I mean, you've got guys in, who you're training with who are in the UFC. Do you, do you see yourself at that level at some, some I, think, I think every fighter has the dream of making it. Like you wouldn't be doing it if you don't want to make it, you know? You know, I'd love to see how far I can take it. But at the moment, I'm just enjoying the process. I'm enjoying training, the lifestyle. You know, the whole thing about martial arts, I'm, I'm loving. Yeah. So, you mm. know, for me, if I make it, awesome. If I don't, I still live a pretty awesome lifestyle, you know? Mm. Yeah. It, it's great. I mean, that, that's the main thing. Like, like any success, you got to, like, fall in love with that process. So it's like, like, I know, like like Luke's like similar to myself like it's like straight out of, after a fight it's like when can I get back into training do you know what I mean like straight away like it'll be like I think after the last one I swear I think you're in Monday morning yeah so you fall Friday night and then you're in Monday and I just come in Monday morning like for my training for my camp and I just see him he's having a shower leaving about to go to work yeah and it's just like like and so it's it's not that that mentality of like oh I've had a fight now I need to have like five months of doing nothing yeah you know it's no I want to get straight back into this because this is what I love to do so it's like either like whatever happens from here you're already successful you've already achieved like you're living your dream right now yeah exactly in the pursuit of it you know like so yeah. I think that's the biggest that's the biggest yeah well that's kind of part of um, one of the benefits I think of, of your fighting style is that you don't seem to take a lot of shots um, so you can come back in on Monday with <laughs> and, and that's like as much as like I love watching the fights a lot but it's um it, it can be hard when you see a guy take taking a lot of damage, yeah. and um, there's part of me that 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 I don't, I'm always hesitant a little bit about about the brain damage, but I, I always love watching the fights. And um, mm. is it is it something you guys worry about at all? Yeah, like I mean, yeah, like that, you we well, don't you try not to worry about it. Like it pops into your minds occasionally here and there, but it's <clears throat> I don't know. It's one of those things. Like is. You, you know, you know the risks yeah. involved in what you do, so yeah. you can't let it play too much on your mind, or you know mm. that's when you start getting hit. Yeah, so, yeah, and, and you start yeah. taking that damage. You know, mm. so at the end of the day, yeah, it is what it basically is. What it is, you know, you're yeah. always going to get hit regardless. Mm. Yeah, so you just yeah. take the good from the bad, yeah. I guess. Mm. And I think it's over time you weigh up. You know, you weigh up whether it's worth it. Like, you is it is it worth taking the damage? In the like, you love the sport so much, and you love all that it brings and the lifestyle. And then you you know there's there are some risks involved, there are some negatives to it. But when the positives, like any other situation, when the positives that way are negative, you know you, you're gonna stick at it. So, but yeah, it's a concern, but you just sort of you just gotta push it to the side like anything else. Exactly, and if you have big shots or in a fight you get dropped or concuss, you know you gotta take that precaution of not sparring for a couple yeah. of weeks to get your health right again, mm-hmm. you know? So if you're smart about it, then, you know, 
you should be pretty safe. Yeah, no, I think that's it. Yeah, being smart is the is the main thing. Like, I think I think I always think is like this is like I was reading Muhammad Ali's autobiography the other day, and I think like with Muhammad Ali, obviously he got Parkinson's and whatever. Like, and it obviously really affects him later in life. But he was saying himself that like it wasn't like he didn't get Parkinson's because of boxing. <coughs> do you know what I mean? Like he said like he was going to get Parkinson's no matter what. Like it's like a genetic. Right. Predispos- predisposition to it do you know yeah. what I mean like if he'd been a baker he would have got Parkinson's and there's plenty of boxers that went on and lived sort of long lives but it's like that one of the most famous fighters of all time and so in the spotlight and then you sort of see what he looked like after his career so people use that as a sort of a yardstick as well yeah like I think I think yeah if you're smart you can yeah well I mean you look at someone like like Floyd Floyd yeah. Mayweather he's um he didn't take many shots at Sharp all ass, um, yeah. He's he's well, he's about as sharp as he ever was. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think fifty cents to ready to donate a meal to a charity if Floyd can read a page of Harry Potter. Um, but no, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Floyd. I like yeah. Floyd a lot. You got it. Yeah. But, yeah, you got to respect him. But so, what's the what's the future for you? So Luke's transitioning to the uh, to the pros. Do you have any any pro aspirations? Are you going to defend the K1 belt? What can you tell us? So yeah, so I've defended the Australian. Yeah, so I've defended the Australian title now. I think like the next step for me is I want to like I want to say amateur for a couple more fights. Like I still feel like if I can get a couple more good fights, maybe some big fights. Good luck. <laughs> I can get I can build my stock as like a as like a pro a bit more as well. Like have you know have this backing of oh like he's won a South Pacific amateur title, maybe even like a like a world amateur title, and then you go into the pros and you've got like that backing do you know what I mean it's like Luke right got that now. good resume behind yeah. you you know like Luke's now like he's gone in like he's going pro as the number one amateur light heavyweight in the country do you know what I mean so it's like straight away you've already got that good pedigree people want like big promo- promotions want you on their show you can say you know what I mean it's like yeah. oh, we've got the debut of the number tickets. one yeah exactly so yeah and also for myself I feel like like it's going well but there's a, still a few little things that I want to I want to like experience and, and kink out in the in my game before I turn pro, and then when I turn pro, just absolutely like blitz through the rankings. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no rush. So, well, you're still yeah. only young anyway. So, yeah, you're still young too. Oh come on now. <laughs> what's the um, what's the the pros that the pro MMA scene like in uh, in Australia? Is there um, what what's the kind of peak you can reach with pro MMA in Australia? I guess sort of any any combat sport, you know, like once you get to that certain level, you know, you can start, oh, you know, looking elsewhere, I guess, yeah. internationally and stuff like that. Um, like, but at the end of the day, MMA in Australia is just getting bigger and bigger. Mm. Like every week, every month, you always see like new fighters debuting in the amateurs. So it's crazy. Yeah, like, I think in the next year we're going to see a lot of like a lot of fighters come into the pros mm. and sort of. Yeah. take Australia to that next level again. No, well, it definitely is growing a lot. We've got the, um, well, we can talk <coughs> about UFC 242 in a bit, but mm. coming up, the next one is 243 with Whitaker and Adesanya, mm. a bit of Australia versus New Zealand rivalry. Um, I've, this is just me watching watching Joe Rogan. Um, that They say that Australia's like Australia and New Zealand have a history of, of some good stand-up fighters, and mm. obviously we're not that good at wrestling because we don't grow up with it. Yeah. Um, but who have you guys got for, for that fight? Oh, this is... It's like... 
it's a like I, I really don't know. It's like if I like if it, I had to if I had to pick a favorite fight like someone that I've like watched a lot and I've like studied a lot like Adesanya like his <coughs> his style like I like I just like I try and learn so much yeah, from him. He'd be a great person to to, to learn from for you. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I love Adesanya, but then like Whitaker, the Aussie. Like I I haven't been like a massive fan of his like because his style like I like his striking, but his style's not. It's not like similar to mine. Like I yeah. gravitate more towards the ones that I find I feel like I can I can relate to a bit more. So it's like it's it's like a tough one. Like I think I feel for me like either way, whoever wins, it's like I'd yeah. be happy. Like it's like a mad story. I think I don't know. It's just one of those. If you had to put money on it, would you uh, oh. would you be able to select someone? <laughs> it's so hard, eh? Because like would it like. Like I saw, like Whitaker made a post the other day. What did he say? It was about how, or there was a quote about how, like, oh, Gastonlum was getting in on Adesanya and he was landing shots. Like, obviously, hurt him. And Whitaker's pressure is probably up there, if not above Gastelum, with probably cleaner striking and a bit more variety with the kicks as well. So, and the a hard speed matchup. and power that Rob has as well. Yeah. I think it's going to be pretty hard. Super athletic. Yeah, mm. it's for Adesanya to sort of adjust as well. But at the end of the day, like. They're not fighting for a world title for no reason, you know. Yeah. Like they're the two best in in the world at the moment, so yeah, it's it's going to be an awesome fight. Either way, it's going to be exciting. Like, yeah, you can't. But yeah, and the, but yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be crazy. But then we I've said that before. I remember like with the like Wonder Boy Woodley second fight. I was so pumped for that. Yeah, just, yeah. Or um, or when uh, Ungano and Derek Lewis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thought yeah. someone was going to die. It's like six punches with them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I fell asleep during that yeah, fight. I didn't yeah. watch it though. Yeah. yeah, it's like they're on pause. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of hope... Um, I, I like Rob a lot. I also like how he's... Um, he didn't like uh, go to some like big famous gym. Like He just stayed with his coaches yeah. in, um, in Sydney and showed that like you can be out of... Like, Sydney's not even really famous for, like, for fighting, I mm. think. Um, I don't know, that's just me saying something. Oh, but, boxing, um, <laughs> boxing probably, but yeah, MMA. I think we're, I think with us, like, like I've been saying it for a while, but I think, and it's sort of, obviously you are going to be biased because like it's, it's where you're from and it's where you do your training, but like I've trained in Thailand, I've trained in Holland, and like for me, like there's like the best training I've had is here. Mm. And I mean, I think, I think like in a few years we're going to, like we're gonna re- like we're already doing like massive things like what Volkanovski's gonna be yeah. fighting for the featherweight title. That'd be huge. You know, we've already got a champion. We've got so many people coming up through, and it's like it's like that fighting spirit as well that Aussies have. Yeah. Like, yeah, everyone's just tough. You know what I mean? So it's like we're and we're all we're all sparring, working together, fighting on our amateur shows here, like tough shows, and then you know it's like building that, mm. building up all together, and then I reckon we're just gonna take over the. Yeah. explode yeah. yeah yeah well you can see it now like mm. it's that little ripple effect is always yeah. starting to take place you know 100% not just in MMA but kickboxing as well mm. even boxing was starting to get a good like yeah. good young boxers come through as well yeah. so, George Cambosis like yeah, world George. ranked number three now could have a chance to fight Lomachenko like, really yeah Next that's level, gotta man. be um, would he be excited to fight Lomachenko yeah you got it that's like, like he's got yeah. it's a, I guess it is a money fight but the the odds would be stacked against you. Yeah, I think anyone fighting Lomachenko is going to be... But, I mean, that's like... 
as a fighter, you want it. That's the that's the. It's like the They're the guys you want to fight. Yeah, you know? the yeah. ones that are impossible to beat. That's what yeah. you're working for. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I suppose nobody's afraid of anybody when you get when you get to a high mm-hmm. level. He's one of the the, the best fighters to watch, I reckon. Because sometimes with boxing, when they just Lomachenko. yeah yeah when they when when they just box each other, it's mm. um it's interesting. But the way Lomachenko can just like figure someone out yeah. and and take them apart. And like he, when he makes people quit, like world champions, he makes them quit. No mass, yeah. Like that's um, four in a row. Yeah. And the the guy that like Rigandale, like I don't know if people know, but he was like he's a weight class below, right? Yeah, yeah, and he came up. But even so, like they were. Yeah, he should have been faster. Like he would have should. Yeah, but he was like his amateur pedigree was like like they're they're the two probably the two greatest amateur boxers of all time. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like he's like a. Like yeah. a legend of the sport yeah, their record was something crazy yeah. like 200 plus fights to one or two losses or yeah something. I think yeah. you know, Loma lost like one, one fight and then he 395 he, wins yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> something ridiculous and he, and he like, beat the guy that he lost to that one loss yeah so, yeah. <clears throat> yeah no I love watching two um, Olympic gold medals I love watching those guys but yeah no the Australian scene will be uh, will be great and those um that that are you, I assume you guys aren't going to the UFC event. I'm not going. I got a few no, buddies going. I haven't got tickets. No. no, it'd be a lot of fun to go to. Yeah, because be. the um the Australians are really starting to get into it. Mm. But um, what do you think? Did it, did you get to watch any uh any of the results from UFC this morning? I I just like I watched it like I was up a bit later and I watched like a little bit, but I just fell asleep. But I I saw the result like I was. Like once again, like Poirier is a striker, so I was sort of rooting for him a little bit. And I think basically I just, everybody was rooting for Poirier. Yeah, I, yeah, it's just Khabib, like he's just I on know, another level. I know it's just you ridiculous. Yeah. Like Poirier, is so good and he's so tough, and he just, and Khabib just made him look like he shouldn't even have been in in there with him. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's it, yeah, it's it's definitely hard for you. Do you when you watch the UFC? Do you ever do you ever think about like how far away you are from being able to compete with some of those guys? I reckon you can beat Sam Punk. 100%. <laughs> well, you want to hope so. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, you kind of look at it. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, because you have that, you know, desire to want to be there. So you sit there and you sort of look at him and you go, yeah, you know, like, I reckon I could go up against those guys. Yeah. But at the moment, like, maybe not so much. I'm still, like, I'm still very much a baby in the sport, you know, mm-hmm. like, I'm only just starting to crawl. Yeah. You know, I've still got a long way to go yet, but. Yeah. You know, in another year or two, I reckon I can start, you know, really pushing for the for those big sort of experienced guys. Yeah. You know, test myself. Well, you mentioned you, you're thinking like in, uh, in what, like a year or two, maybe going to America for a bit and training with, with, with some big gyms over there? Yeah, like I just want to go over there and experience what it's like to have those higher level fighters, you know, have a camps. bit of a holiday as well. But I really want to go over there and and um do some wrestling like that's one thing i really want to do over in there because it's massive there you know yeah um really learn the wrestling side of fighting yeah because you, know? you don't want to get stuck underneath there habib for yeah like five i hate rounds. that <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i i don't know if anyone's going to be able to beat habib i mean everyone's kind of hoping for the tony ferguson fight do you see anyone beating Habib in the future in the future look i think there's always like you can never say someone's unbeatable because I think there's always there's been fighters in the past that we've said like were unbeatable, like well look, look at McGregor. Yeah, you McGregor. know everyone thought that he was never going to win, uh, never going to lose. Yeah. But yeah, you know he's like, lost the last two yeah. or three, he's three of his like, fights. You know, yeah. so I think the difference with with Khabib is like his mentality and just like his lifestyle and just his culture. Like it won't it won't allow him to 
to to like derail himself. Do you know what I mean? He's so he's so he's like he's so yeah. he's not stuck in his ways, but he's he's so he's got his routine and he's got his discipline. Like apparently he still lives at home with his dad. Like that's some Dagestani. Yeah. and he's yeah he's like married yeah. but still lives at yeah. yeah. And um, and obviously like a devout Muslim as well. So he's got like probably doesn't drink. Yeah, no, I don't think. Yeah, doesn't drink. Wouldn't party. Just he's loves like, a tiramisu. Yeah, <laughs> sweet tiramisu. <laughs> but um, but I think like anyone look anyone can lose. Like you saw, like he got he almost got caught in a guillotine against Poirier this morning. Oh yeah, I think I did say yeah. that. And he got tagged, and you could see it's yeah. sort of like he yeah. spanned him up. a little bit. He's still his striking, still his striking, still not phenomenal. Like if someone, if someone, some anyone can get knocked out, and if someone lands the right shot, so I think yeah, anyone can get beaten on a given on any given day. But it's just he's going to be very hard to beat. Yeah, especially as like the more fights he has. So yeah, each fight you get more and more experience. You know, so. Mm. Yeah, we only have a small amount of time to hit it. Like you can only you, you don't you don't yeah. have. I mean, McGregor was lucky. I think in his third round, he got like five minutes standing up. But mm. <clears throat> you can't even you can't assume you're going to get that against against Habib um, no. at all. What are you guys excited about in in UFC in particular, or maybe in in Glory? I'm not a big kickboxing guy. Do you follow you follow Glory? Yeah, I follow Glory. Like I probably like I probably watch the UFC cards more than I watch the glory cards, to be honest. Like I don't watch I don't like watch too many fights. Like I watch them afterwards and like study them. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like I don't I don't watch heaps of fights. Like I'll, I'll go to like fight nights when mates are fighting and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't watch too many. But in in UFC, like obviously you got the Melbourne card coming up. Like that's gonna be that's gonna be huge. And also just because like we know like a few people fighting on it, it's like personally known. So it's yeah. like you got that vested interest as well. Yeah. Do you want to give a shout out to any of those guys? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's well Ty's fighting. Then we got like Nadia from ATT. Yeah. Who else is there? Uh, I think that's well. That's all the people I know. Yeah. So Ty's at Ethos as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then. I'm, I'm looking forward to Masvidal and Diaz. I got announced the other day. That'd be as fun. Well. For the uh, Andos, can you flip the camera, please? Um, yeah, the uh, what do they call it? I don't want to swear, but it's the, the baddest MF title allegedly yeah. is on yeah. the line in uh, East versus West. BMF. That was yeah, impressive. Gangster. What are they saying? It was like in the in the gangster weight division. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The um, the way he was able to beat Pettis after three years off was I thought was insane. Especially because I thought he was getting beat up in that first round. And I was like, yeah. what's he doing? And then just... That's Diaz, though. Yeah, that, that's just his <laughs> he's style, bleed, though. He's like, got to bleed. Yeah. Man, he's, um, he, he's, he's really something else. But that'll be fun. Yeah. That'll be fun. I think I do feel bad for. I feel bad for Connor Because the UFC is just moving on so well without him. Well, but that's, that's, yeah. his, that's, that's, that's his decision. I think, like... Yeah, I think... I don't know. Yeah, you can't... It's, it's like he's... he's He's done his job. He can always come back, but it's like you can't you can't base the whole company on one person as well. Like it's be a shocking business model. Yeah, yeah and like he, it. Connor it, put out a tweet today saying like book my rematch for Moscow, and it's like he's just calling out everyone after yeah. they win. It's 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 like it doesn't mean anything anymore. No. Just that, yeah, you sort of. I feel like when he it. comes back, he's gonna have to like earn yeah. to get there again. Like you know, fight some people at the lower the lower end of the rankings, like yeah. number tens well, and eleven. Yeah, fight, that, fight, fight that, like Pettis or something. Or winner of Masvidal. Damn. Yeah, so, yes. it could be fun. Yeah, Get, maybe that trilogy fight might come back yeah. through. You know, but they're fighting a welterweight as well. That's yeah, the thing. yeah. So. Oh right, so it's a bit bit big for Connor. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, Brendan Shaw mentioned this a while ago. That if Connor goes and gets beaten up again, so like he he got finished like by Floyd, finished by um, uh, Habib. If he gets finished again, there's a chance no one will want to buy his whiskey anymore because he just keeps <laughs> getting knocked out. <laughs> but he made like he made like a billion off his whiskey like yeah, last that- year. Really? Well, yeah. Did I just read a fake news headline? Or was that? No, he. Yeah, I don't know. I'm it not, was. That's what I, thought. I, th- I think I saw a billion as well, or like high hundred million. I thought, million I, thought like... I just saw him saying like, "Oh, I've made a billy." Oh, Do you right. know, like I don't know yeah. if he's actually. Yeah. Well, either way, he's got to be making. Yeah. Um, he's got to be making a lot of money. Would you? Um, well, I mean, you guys. It, it seems like right now, or especially because your whole careers right now have been have been amateurs. Um, would but you guys? Amateurs. Amateur hour. Amateur hour. <laughs> um, mate, can I tell you it's amateur hour all round? Amateur hour all round today. Um, Red cups. What's the? Um, oh yeah, the uh, the party cups. Is there? Um, is there? Is what's what's the money like for the? Because is money factoring at all into your thinking? My thinking of money is now just to like it's just like a, like invest it straight back into myself. Like you like you do make things. Like just training and training, nutrition, whatever. Like you do make money from fights. Like you can from like uh, like you make money from ticket sales. You like make money from like shirt sponsors. If you're like, we'll put a link to join team joiner shirts in the description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give a shout out to a few sponsors as well. But um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, and then if you're sort of fighting up the card, you can like you get you get like an appearance fee. Like if you're like one of the like headliners, even on amateur shows. But um, oh really? Yeah, but you don't. I don't know. Like I don't. I don't know if it's the same with you. But I don't really think about money at all with this. Like it's just like, like you could do a, like we could be doing a lot more things and make money a lot more easier. Like easier than we are now. But for me, it's just about yeah. It's just about the journey. Like it's like hopefully money will come. You know, but I'm not. I'm not going to stress about it. You know, and any money I do make is just going straight back into improving my training, improving my recovery improving like the food I'm getting in you we know. did have those big like LeBron James things on your legs the other day yeah yeah the Normatec yeah, what are they yeah. is that the Normatec it's like a it just started to get blood circulation and stuff like that to, through I did that it's a place called Co. is it Coa Coa yeah, yeah. Coa Recovery yeah I went there two days before my fight and did that I did like cryo as well and a float tank but I've been going to actually a place in Parramatta so shout out to Pinnacle Health like they've been helping me out They've got like a. Is ox- that where they are in Parramatta? Yeah, it's oh, okay. good, man. It's really good. Oh, they got everything, eh? They got float tank, infrared sauna, cryo. Oh, they were getting me down to like one minus one ninety in the cryo. Yeah. Like, it's, oh. What did you feel like? You feel like you can. You're like you're gonna snap. Yeah. Really? You walk out. Yeah. You, you just feel so brittle that you're just yeah. really careful of how you walk because yeah. you feel like your legs just gonna yeah, pop it's off. Crazy. You've done the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I've done cryo a few times. I haven't done it recently. It's the same place. No, not the same place. Um, you went to Koa though, didn't you? Yeah, I've been to yeah. Koa. So I, I did like the leg sleeves and the float tank and yeah. stuff as well. Um, right. What do you think of the float tank? Is that I, the one where it's fully dark? Yeah. It's fully dark. That's what Joe Rogan's got in his yeah. studio. Yeah. That's crazy. Why don't you tell, tell people what it, what it is? So basically the float tank, they fill it up with, with like Epsom salts. And other places... Five, 500 kilos of Epsom salts yeah. in this tiny little bath. So you just, you just, oh, right. you just float on top. Yeah. And then the... The water is heated to like your body temperature, so you sort of 
you lose track of like where your body ends and the water starts. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So you, you feel like you just like <laughs> you feel like that you spin around and you're up the other end, but really yeah. like you just sort of just stand in the same yeah. spot. Like yeah. Just, and how I, how I describe it to people is like you literally just become like you just become your thoughts because you're you, it's complete darkness. You it's like sensory deprivation, so you can't feel your body. So you just you're in there for 45 minutes and well I think yeah 45 minutes when I when I've done it a few times and you just like you just have to like it's like just sorting out your thoughts do you know what I mean it feels just, like you're not even in your body yeah like it, it's uh, like for anyone that hasn't done it they should definitely give it a go like yeah we can't justify the explanation yeah yeah like it's, it's, it's yeah. hard we can sit here and we can yeah. tell you like how we feel but I th- you know, it, it's one of those things where you got to like actually go and do it yourself yeah like, well where where, where, can, where can you do it at again so there's there's one at there's one at Pinnacle Pinnacle Health in Parramatta. I think they've also got a place in in Double Bay, and then also this other place that's linked with Eth. So both these are linked with Ethos as well. Um, the other place is Coa Recovery, and that one's in the city. Where, where is it? It's um, I can't remember off the top of my head. Maybe we'll go give it a give it a whirl. Yeah, yeah sure. go to the par- yeah. The Parramatta's close to here. Yeah. I don't know if um, there's, there'll be a lot of head noise. I think in that <laughs> in that tank. But you gotta go and you gotta go and completely naked though. That's the other yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a flag. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's um, that's cool. What about the cryo? What's the cryo like? Easier? No, that well, for me, like the float. I like the float tank because like I always I do stuff like meditation, all that stuff. So I feel like like I'm pretty at home doing that. The cryo, the cryo. That's in the tank. That's like the um, the Batman, like Mr. Iceman. He comes yeah, out of the tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, pretty much, yeah. But it's, yeah, so you're, you're, so the one that I've used, there's different ones where your head's sticking out of it and then you're just like in your undies, you've got mitts on, you've got like... Socks on. Yeah, socks on to cover your feet. Um, and yeah, basically they just, they start lowering the temperature um, and it, yeah, it gets down to minus... 190 and you're in there for about well the one that I did was minus 190 and you're in there for about three minutes and when you get out you straight away got to like get the blood pumping but um yeah you just feel, you feel fresh. good you feel good after yeah you feel yeah. amazing like you walk out and like you said you, you feel like a little popsicle but <laughs> like after about 30 seconds to a minute you can actually feel the blood like rushing back yeah. to the top of your, your oh, body yeah. you know yeah it's like it's a weird feeling but you feel so good after mentally as well because it's like you put yourself through a challenging thing as well yeah you feel, like you feel you feel good the other one i've been doing actually is like an oxygen tank like hyperbaric chamber and i think i should oh, probably find that yeah i should probably find out more about what it actually is because i just sit in there and then just let it do its thing but it's like i think it just increases the oxygen saturation in the air so and i just sleep in there for 60 minutes and you and apparently it's equivalent to eight hours sleep doing that so i should go there yeah it's good (laughs) my mad recovery yeah and that's at pinnacle health as well i did that so okay pinnacle health it's where all the athletes are at Mm. surprise they haven't reached out to us yet andos (laughs) yeah andos the production guy at the back he's um production guy he's given us a lot of um (laughs) 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 no this would be disrespectful um okay beautiful well we got um where can people find you Luke, if uh, if they want to follow you, you and your well, on, the, on the weekend or during the week. Yeah, <laughs> different places. Oh, oh, can I say I'm gonna give a free shout out. There's this app that's actually uh, I downloaded it like this week. Um, it's called Beer with Me. Yeah. And um, what you do is you add your friends on it, yeah. and um, it's like 
uh, instead of like organizing drinks with people, right, you can just send a message out oh, to your friends. Yeah. And it's like, Dougal is going to be drinking beers in two hours at this bar. <laughs> oh, and it's really? like all your friends get a notification yeah. on the phone. And so then people can like jump in or like yeah, not jump yeah, in. Yeah. And that's, uh, well, that's, maybe you can add Luke on, on beer with me at some stage. <laughs> um, but wh- where, what's your social medias? We'll put it in the description as well. Um, so... My Instagram's like L McKenzie underscore ATT. Yeah. Um, and I don't really have like a page for Facebook yet. So anyone wants to follow me, just follow me on Instagram. You might need to make on and do some trash talking. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm not much of a tickets. trash talker, you know. Yeah. A bit more respectful. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm sure there's some of our fans who, who can, who, who know where you are, but we've got a lot of new fans as well. So why yeah, don't you, yeah. for them, why don't you tell them where they can find you? So yeah, underscore Charles Joyner on Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and then on Facebook is Charles Joyner Combat Athlete. So, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So Luke's got his, uh, his camp starts tomorrow. He's got a, a fight coming up in a couple of months. He'll be releasing some information soon about that. Um, you're still considering your options, Charles, yeah. but hopefully, when are you thinking you might take a fight? I'm just keep I'm I'm keeping my mind open. Like I want to get more experience this year, amateur, and so if something good comes along, I'll take it. Um, but obviously, I want a challenging fight as well. I don't want to be. Like there's different people say, oh, just take take whatever fight. But I don't want to be just fighting people that I know that I can beat. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I want to I want I want to fight people I know it's going to be a challenge because I think that's going to do personally for me. That's that's where I'm going to improve the most during camp. I'm going to get the most out of myself. Yeah, it's, and that those big challenging fights really yeah. sees where like see where you are in terms of like how like what where you think you are at. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know you think you might think that you're ready for you know that pro mm. those big pro fights or those big amateur fights, but you take this fight and this guy beats the fuck out of you. Yeah. Now you might think, oh, maybe I'm not quite ready yet. So yeah. you mm. go back and you sit and you think about what you need to work on mm. to get better again. Mm. So. Definitely. And if you're fighting easy guys all the time or people that you know you can probably beat and the odds are in your favour, then you just get like a false a false sense of confidence. And just a big head. Yeah, and, and you're doing it for the wrong reasons then. So, so yeah, Ch- something something challenging, but yeah, not, not sure when the date will be. Probably... November is probably mm-hmm. most likely. All right. Well, that sounds good. When you guys uh, when you guys can release your information, we'll we'll share that around as well. Um, but until then, we'll uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah. Some some housekeeping. I always like to finish with. Um, we do. Uh, if you want to listen to to more um, sports MMA stuff, you can check videos on our YouTube channel. Charles been on there before. Uh, we also do a lot of political stuff, so um, you can check our YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram for that. If you really especially like the content, you can check us out on Patreon. So we've got some merch dropping soon. Uh, there's a lot of big things coming, some big interviews. Um, you know, it's all happening behind the scenes. Can't wait to chat with you. And uh, anyway, we'll see you next time.